people are strange creatures. You can't always convince them that safety is in their best interest. This is Harrison Crown, and you are listening to the Lucid Pictures Podcast. All right. Hello and welcome. My name is Harrison Crown, and this is the Lucid Pictures Podcast. So today is a little bit of an impromptu podcast. Usually I record these prior to doing the podcast and watching the movie, but um, I was downstairs watching a movie with my wife or thinking about watching a movie with my wife, Marlo, and we popped on 10 Cloverfield Lane, which she got the description, which basically said something about you know, John Goodman being this guy who's a doomsday prepper and he uh, gets this girl down into his bunker and she thinks that he convinced her that it's doomsday outside. And she was like, yeah, this is an awesome premise to a movie. Um, little did she know it has a quite a big, a bit, a bit of a twist at the end of the movie. Um, and so we watched the movie and it, had its big twist. And afterwards she said, you know what, let's podcast this. I think it would be good to podcast, but, um, she also wanted me to make it known. I have seen this movie prior to doing this podcast. Um, it's 10 Cloverfield lane is, uh, the second installment of the Cloverfield franchise. Um, and it initially, it was, uh, a script titled the seller and it was under production quote unquote by bad robot, uh, JJ Abrams production company. And then it turned into a, what they're calling a spiritual successor to Cloverfield. Um, and it was presented in the third person narrative as opposed to found footage style, like the first Cloverfield, uh, movie. And, this movie made it was made for 13 to 15 million dollars and it made 110.2 million dollars so it made a ton of money uh JJ Abrams just raking it in and uh I think it the conversation that I had with Marlo was uh a really good one we <laughs> come to the end of the podcast and she starts asked me questions about my thoughts on aliens and doomsday preppers, which uh, is some fun little conversation that we had. So I'm going to get us right into it. And we are going to be talking 10 Cloverfield Lane with my wife, Marlo Crown. And here we go. Marlo Crown, my wife. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. So we just finished watching 10 Cloverfield Lane. And the way I start and end the podcast is on a rating scale from zero to 10. Zero being worst movie of all time. 10 being the greatest movie of all time. With decimal points, where do you land? So what's the lowest rating you've gotten on your podcast so far? Not that I'm going to go really low. I'm just curious. I think a seven, low sevens. Yeah, I was going to think, I was thinking about seven. So I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go the lowest. I'm going to go 6.8. 6.8. You <laughs> go for the lowest score. It would have been different in the beginning of the movie, but things took a drastic turn. So was, you didn't like the end? I mean, no, I didn't like the end. <laughs> All right. Um... I would give it like a, I don't know, it's having seen it before, seeing it this time, I honestly, I would probably go with like a seven flat. I It's it's so not, not great either. No, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it's just because it's in a low seven doesn't mean it's horrible. But I think, I think it's a fun movie. I think that the beginning portion of the movie is... It's slow. 
and so uh, and and just like a lot of the filmmaking i think the end makes up for it because it has like this huge twist but the beginning portion of the movie it's like you know when they're they're sitting in that room like with the wall in between them and they're both like he tells a story and then she tells a story it's like that's just writing to fill time yeah, but I think I would rather have like a medium amount of action throughout an entire movie than, okay. than have a really slow. And then all of a sudden you're like, come on, really? We have aliens now <laughs> out of absolutely nowhere. And it's sort of not out of nowhere because you've got this doomsday prepper and he he believes that there's something going on and you're supposed to think he's crazy and he's just trapping people down in this bunker. And the main character, the woman, what's her name? I forget. I don't know. I want to say Megan, but that's that's the, the other, other one. one. No, no, it's not her. But anyway, she she has the same reaction as the viewer, which is, what the fuck, really? Like she looks over the field and like seriously, I finally escaped this crazy man into the bunker. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's actually aliens. Okay. But also throughout the whole movie, and we'll we'll start at the beginning and okay, move yeah. our way through it. Yeah. But throughout the whole movie, when she she said. They only touched me a little, the the crazy woman outside. She's like, they only touched me a little. They only touched me a little. And he also. Like the smog or whatever. No, yeah. And then he makes references to them a few times Mm -hmm. throughout the movie. That kind of gets lost because you're thinking about this whole doomsday thing. So beginning of the movie there, she gets in this big fight with her boyfriend or husband or whoever that is ben and then big car crash wakes up she's tied up in a basement what what were you thinking at that point when i read the description of the movie which was that you know somebody gets brought down to a bunker and is made to feel like her life is being saved when in reality she's questioning if it's actually in danger I thought he would make her more comfortable and try to play a little more like, let's really try to get her to think that I saved her life. But, you know, handcuffing her to a pole, really creepy dungeony room, I was already like, she's immediately going to know that this is not safe and that he's not really her savior, but he's really like, you know, keeping her captive. Yeah. And I think his, well, what we're supposed to think is sort of his motive is like, she's hurt. She is obviously not going to believe him right away, which. So strap her down. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but (laughs) I mean, she, she could be, she was in shock. There was a lot of things. Obviously he was crazy. We know that. But at that point in time, he was, I mean, he throughout this whole movie did not think he was crazy. And it turns out he wasn't that crazy. Still a murderer. Still a murderer. not as crazy because there was a lot of truth to, you know, his whole doomsday thing. Yeah. They did do a good job of kind of slowly unraveling him. Yeah, for sure. And so instantly, like, he gives her the the crutches. He's like, you're going to want to learn how to use these. And then she's like, makes a shiv out of the... (laughs) She was way too resourceful for just being a a seemingly regular person who has no doomsday thoughts whatsoever throughout the movie she makes a lot of very crafty things yeah we'll get there but the shiv being number one well also you had mentioned the shiv was uh not very sharp Mm. (laughs) i we didn't know we were going to do this podcast so it is important to note that I comment a lot during movies. So maybe had we decided before that we were going to podcast, I wouldn't have said everything that was on my mind during the movie. Because now, Harrison, you know everything that was on my mind during the entire movie. Yeah, but we can kind of (laughs) dig in deeper as to what those comments were. Um, So she makes the shift. She tries to get him. And she fails because it's not that sharp. Yeah, not that sharp. And like she totally misses. I mean, she like goes and he, I mean, he's a big target. Yes, he's a big target. <laughs> and to my point, when I was chatting during the movie, had she shivved him right then and there, you've got no movie. True. She goes out, and then maybe it's a whole movie about her and the aliens. Yeah. But, but you've got no movie with her being in the bunker. What would you think if it was just a whole movie of her and the aliens? I think if a minute and, you know, 50 seconds in, she shivs him and goes out, and it's a movie about aliens, I think 
maybe I would have seen that in the in the description and like the advertising of the movie. I think it's like fun that they sort of kept it a secret. Yeah. You know, I did watch Cloverfield. Yeah. So. And and so I'm not it, opposed to alien movies. I just think this one came out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah, and and so the Cloverfield this this movie and I believe it takes place in the Cloverfield world. Um JJ Abrams and like the, it was the same guy I think that made Cloverfield made this movie and JJ Abrams produced it. So There's one way to find out. Yeah. Are both the aliens butthole aliens? The other one's kind of like a Godzilla alien. Okay. And then there's this, like spider aliens movie, in that one. The aliens yeah, just they're, literally look like buttholes. They're just butthole aliens. They're and they're like buttholes. buttholes that just like keep stretching into more buttholes. It was kinda. unsettling. And that could have, that honestly could have been my, why it's 6.8. It's just because it was seven, butthole Because aliens. all of a sudden it sort of, the alien comes at her face and I'm like, that's a butthole. And I, <laughs> and I don't know how, I always wonder. How things get through so many levels of people where everyone's just like, mm-hmm, that's what the alien should look like. You draw it, you put it up on the on the computer, and no one ever goes, does anyone want to talk about how it looks like a butthole? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we're <laughs> before we get into the uh, the butthole aliens, we're still in the bunker at this point. Pretty top of mind, sorry. <laughs> in the bunker. And so eventually she meets uh, Emmett, the other guy uh-huh. and he doesn't seem like he's too concerned about no he's happy to be there yeah he's, he's like pretty thrilled about it yeah and which he was right what to be happy to be in a bunker yeah they were actually under attack it's true but we think that he's also a little bit brainwashed at this yeah, point for sure and he tells the story he's like no i was trying to get in like I, I really wanted to get into the bunker and I saw like the flash and that, that whole story about the flash kind of changes her mind a little bit. Cause her mind was kind of going back and forth throughout the whole movie. It was like, Oh, there's like, this guy's just holding me captive. She goes upstairs. Find, like after she bashes his head with the uh, bottle, she runs upstairs. She sees that woman outside who we were just talking about. She's like, Oh, they only touched me a little. They only touched me a little. I'm like, let me in, let me in, let me in. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, something's going on outside. And I guess like when he showed her the pigs, she was still and and you were also kind of like wary of like, like he could have just poisoned. His he pig just poisoned. His say, pig. Oh, I'll always get my you know the person I have down here to go up and look through the window and see like the carcassy pigs. But the woman definitely made me kind of question. I thought, and I was still thinking that he had some plot like you know if he's making all this up then in theory he would have been able to sneak out of the bunker at night maybe poison somebody or something and Mm -hmm. tell her about the bunker and then i was still definitely thinking that he was making all of it up at this point yeah and i think that they tried to do that throughout the movie and that also i don't think you were fooled until like the end when it was very different than because you had no idea it was going to be an alien movie but i think like it you weren't fooled throughout the movie it was kind of you were like he's he's crazy yeah and and it was kind of like consistently so i mean sort of back in where we were talking in the timeline of the movie i definitely thought he was just crazy when they were discovering you know she found an earring that matched Mm -hmm. a photograph in the in the home and the earring had blood on it so it really became clear you know that he'd done this before with another young woman and he sort of had this obsession with Megan, Megan, my daughter, Megan, she was taken away, this and that. So now you don't really understand was Megan really taken away? Did he hurt her? Did he kill her? So yeah, I mean, they're playing up his crazy. So Mm -hmm. you're sort of distracted uh, against thinking that there could really be something going on outside. Yeah. And also when she asks him is met, was Megan your daughter? His yes was very awkward. He's just kind of like, Yes, and then he walks away, and yeah, and then he continues talking. But it was almost like he's just like, uh, yeah, and then he just walks away. Um, and yeah, the so I guess in that this point of the movie, I'm trying. We're kind of like jumping back and forth between different parts of the movie, but she after she sees the woman outside, they sort of become friendly again they show a little montage you know there's like this whole they're making a puzzle they're 
playing games. They're having like a good time. And then, and then that air conditioning breaks, right? Yes. So the air conditioning breaks and she, you know, she's the only one that can fit through the ducts. So mm-hmm. she needs to get up to fix it and, or it's their air purifier system or something like that. And so you kind of feel like, oh, they're, you know, maybe he trusts her. She's going off on her own. He kept emphasizing, don't get stuck because neither one of us can fit through here. I mean, mm-hmm. and especially he could not fit. No, he couldn't fit. He was a large man. Yeah. So, you know, there you think, oh, okay, maybe there's a little trust. He's, you know, letting her go up there. And that's when she goes up, she fixes it. And then she explores a little bit and she sees the earring with the blood and she sees etched into the, you know, kind of a skylight, a locked skylight help. Yeah. So then she gets... Uh, crazed again and is like, okay, no, this, yeah. we're not happy anymore. And I thought it was pretty smart of her to like touch the help to see where, if it was etched on the inside or outside. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty smart move, which also just goes to, in a lot of these types of movies of like a captive person, they are way more savvy than a real life, than a person. Real life person. You don't hear about stories <laughs> on the news of like, Woman makes shiv, like fills <laughs> gas mask underground and saves herself and others. Like, yeah. You know, so she she did have a little bit of like a heroic side, yeah. you know, especially we'll get there when we talk about the end. But I think it's, well, and there's I'm a the lot realistic of, police and you, you are. know this. Yes. So it bothers me a lot. And I understand. And, <laughs> and I like to put myself, you know, hypothetically in that position, like with the shiv, okay. I would have made it sharper. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, granted, we all know you never know what you'll be like in those situations when they actually hopefully never arise, but if they were to, but I just, I kept feeling like she was missing an opportunity to really hurt him. She kept hurting him like a little, like I'm going to scrape your face and then run away. And then he kept catching her. So we kind of keep playing this like cat and mouse where she hurts him a little and then runs away. And you know, I'm sure she's never like physically hurt somebody before. Like, However, she needed to make a little more damage so she could actually get herself away. Yeah. Because either way, and I kept thinking about this, even if there is something out there, she's pretty much made it clear that he's going to kill her. Mm -hmm. You know, she has evidence he's killed before. So it's kind of like, would you rather take your chances on what's outside at this moment? Or would you rather die in a bunker with someone who's pretty confidently going to murder you? Okay. But after, if you were in this situation and you had seen that lady outside with a burnt up face, what seems better, getting killed by him and his gun or melting? Well, it depends on what stage because we do we do watch him like put the decompose a body and like yeah. that's I, I think once you see that happening in the enclosed space that you're in, yeah. I think escape would be like the number one. Oh yeah. Gotta get out. Gotta get out. Yeah. At and that, that, but that's yeah. later when she's like really trying to escape. Yeah. She's like, all right, let's get yeah. the fuck out of here. But earlier in the movie, when you're like, she'd just seen that outside and she'd seen the pig, she'd seen the woman and she's like, all right, maybe outside would be painful. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, and so they basically, after they discover that she, this Megan was actually like Brittany or, or, or Jessica. Or yeah. The other guy that was down in the bunker said, well, no, I know her. I went yeah. to school with her. She went missing. So then yeah. you're like, oh, great. He, yeah. he did this before. Yeah. And then also when the picture falls out of the book and it's like him and his actual daughter. Did you not notice she looked creepily like her? I did. I, yeah. That's why That's why it, it kind of felt like, well, this is just a cycle this guy's in. So he, or something that happened in his family life with his daughter. Again, maybe he hurt her. Maybe she left. So he has this trend of finding a woman who looks like his daughter, capturing her. You know, he ran her off the road. So yeah. from the beginning, you you see that he got her down there. Which is, again, why the, the actual alien thing was such a curveball. Yeah. Because, you know, anyway, he got her down there and he'd done it before. And he did it before two years ago. There yeah, but the no other alien woman. attack two years ago. So he, this is his pattern regardless of True. when these aliens come. Yeah. It's taking a woman down to his bunker. But I'm, I'm more saying the woman, like the Megan from the picture that was actually someone else that he had known, didn't look like either of them. But the daughter, the actual daughter, who are the person like he's got his arm around in mm-hmm. the picture with the Parisian is that pronounced correctly 
How do you pronounce it? Palaisia Tent. All right, sweet. I got it. Um, shirt looked exactly like the main character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's his thing. Yeah. Well, but how would he have known? He was driving on the road and he like saw her in the dark at a gas station. Yeah. So you're saying it's a little. It was a little too uncanny. Yeah. And and I think like it's that not like they showed him kind of stalking her during the day where he yeah. could have really taken her features in. Like he picked someone that looked just like her. Yeah. And he found her like in the dark in a car. Yeah. But you know, so he got lucky. He got lucky. <laughs> he got lucky. Got what I asked for. Yeah. Go fish. He's like nailed it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but um, so they then decide, all right, we're gonna get his gun. We're gonna escape. And they're making all this plot. She, of course, is like, oh, I wanted to design clothes. And that's very convenient for someone who's going to design like a hazmat suit. Mm -hmm. So, again, a realistic police situation. Yeah. Probably very unlikely that that would happen. It's like, oh, the perfect person pretty much exactly. is kidnapped. <laughs> She's savvy. Yeah. <laughs> she, she could draw, you know, prep the outfit. Like, yeah. Draw it and then bring it to life with a shower curtain and some and duct, duct tape, tape yeah. and and of course like yeah creating it what when did she have time i mean she's in a bunker with this guy but was able to create the entire suit yeah and so they start and then it's like that next kind of montage like they're trying to like you know put on that face that everything's like great but they're secretly making this hazmat suit yeah and all this Behind different stuff back, yeah then they're they're ha well then they're playing the that game and he's doing the santa claus it's like a word association game yeah. so he keeps saying like i see you when you're sleeping yeah. i see you when you're sleeping yeah, yeah. and it was like and the guy is like you know they really do want you know the woman to be s smart mm -hmm. you know they do they say a lot that makes it seem like she's smart she's with it and then he's kind of like He's losing it, you know, the, yeah. the, the younger guy, because our Howard. Yeah. Howard keeps saying, I see you when you're sleeping. I know what you're up to. I know what you're doing. And and he's panicking. And then mm. our smart, savvy woman is says, Santa Claus, you know, she saves the day. Yeah. So she's, she's got a good head on her shoulders. Yeah. And he's, <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I don't know what you're getting at. Like, I, I yeah. whatever you're getting at, like, you're I, we're I, not I doing we're not doing wrong. anything wrong. Like, Dude, keep it together. <laughs> like, come on. He really doesn't know what you're doing. He's yeah. just, He's just well, doing a Santa playing Claus a word game. association yeah. game. Yeah. Um, and then they're had. Yeah. He shows them the chemical. Yeah, he finds their scissors and he puts them together with the chemicals yeah. and he says, What's going on? Yeah. And then our nice, not so smart guy stands up for her and says, It was all me. Yeah. And they get a bullet in the head. Yeah. Which that's a big gun. He's that's kind of first <laughs> turn of the movie. Yeah entry into the climax if you will yeah. everything kind of got a little action packed after that yeah and then i mean and then he john goodman howard shaves call him john goodman it's yeah. better he he shaves which was interesting uh -huh. he shaves and he like brings her the ice cream uh, well yeah i mean he slicks his hair back he yeah. doesn't just shave he, he slicks tucks his, hair his back, shirt in tucks his shirt in i mean this is a guy who is scruffy and wearing flannels not tucked in and all of a sudden now it's like okay he really this is creepy he wants her to come set the table and now yeah. it's just the two of them so it's like you kind of in that moment like you feel her like vulnerability yeah. kind of like crawling through your own just skin because you're like okay now they're just we liked having that other yeah. kind of dumb guy around like yeah. he helped soften everything yeah now it's just the two of them and it's like a real threat yeah and well also after he shoots him we should have written their names down. Emmett. Okay. After he shoots Emmett. Nice. <laughs> and there's like that ringing, kind of like ringing in the ear sound. Uh, Howard is like, this is how it was supposed to be. It's okay. This is how it was supposed to be. Yeah, which from the beginning, Emmett yeah. said he he asked to go in the bunker. Yeah. So I was, I was wondering, why is this guy here? If this, you know, Howard has a plan, why is there another guy here? Well, yeah. it wasn't part of his plan. No. So I, I, I knew he was going to kill him at some point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I, it's funny that he said, I forgive you. And then he yeah. Him. Yeah. That was, I mean, he clearly didn't. No, but he <laughs> wanted to kill him anyway. So yeah. Found his moment. Yeah. He found his moment. Um, then she's like, all right, now I really got to get the fuck out of here. And he 
she's like still making the hazmat suit and all that different stuff. And then he comes in and like, also, so she, he's like very close to her room and she still has like the mask in her hand and she looks up at the uh, vent. vent and she somehow is able to get it in the vent in that short amount of time. Which I believe was screwed down. Yeah. <laughs> I've used a screwdriver before and it doesn't take <laughs> 0.5 seconds yeah. to like unscrew two screws, yeah. put it back. And then, which is why it was a sloppy job. Yeah. So he ended up finding it. And that's mm. when he sort of looks back, sees something under the bed. Mm. And he, and you know, it was interesting. Like, what did he expect that she wasn't going to try to get out? He's, he seems like hurt, right? He sees yeah. this suit. What have you done? You know, he seems hurt by yeah. it. And you're like, well, what did you expect? She's trying to save her life yeah. from you, but he's very conflicted because he believes he's doing her a solid by yeah. letting her stay down in his bunker. Yeah. Um, and also like there's this element of, because he had mentioned sort of if uh, us as a family yeah. and kind of like that, there's like that love aspect of like, he loves her and to some degree. Well, I mean, I believe that. Why do you not believe that? I would say he thinks he loves her. Yeah. There's an idea of her. She represents something for him that he might love in an obsessive, longing way. He doesn't even know this character. Like, well, he yeah. doesn't even know her. I'm not he saying like he's her. in love with her. I'm well, saying love and said. I said, said he loves her. I didn't yeah, say he said, was in love with her. Right. But he, he loves an idea of her, <laughs> yeah. whatever she represents. He doesn't know or love her. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you to the realistic police over here. Uh, <laughs> keep it real over here. Right. And then she locks him in the room. She's doing this whole escape bit. She throws, uh, he like catches her and then she sees like Emmett decomposing in the acid, which mm -hmm. was kind of gross. Mm -hmm. Then she like throws the gas or the, stuff on him that was the, the first time where i was like yes there you go yeah you know that was a big and then she it was kind of cool okay but she um what uh, when she swings over it yeah. so she dumps this acid on him he's laying down in it you know his skin is getting all effed yeah. up and then she grabs the top of a door frame swings her body over so she does not get hit yeah. by the stuff and i'm like okay cool she's now she's got her gusto yeah but also, if that stuff was as toxic as it seemed to be, I don't think he's getting up. Well, like we've been saying, he's a big guy. <laughs> he's a big guy. A I, big yeah, guy that probably right? does help, yeah. So it, it definitely burned like half his face, but he's motivated to, yeah. to get her, yeah. right? He's got this drive to get her. So he gets up, and he's definitely not doing well. Like you see no. him like hobbling around. So yeah. it's like... He's like half a face now and he's not doing well. But also at this point, he's trying to kill her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's, she gets herself back up to the vent, right? Because she found out that there's a window up there and that he can't fit. So smart move. She gets herself back in the vent and then he just starts stabbing the yeah. vent. Which, is he trying to kill her though? Because if he puts the knife up and hears her scream, you would think that you'd get her in the next shot. But he's, he doesn't actually stab her. So is he trying to scare her back? Is he trying to... It's, it would be, a, I think that'd be a hard miss. What do you mean? Hard, it'd be hard to miss. Oh, hard her. to miss, yeah. And he misses her. Yeah. So that's interesting to me. That's either just the, they wanted her to get away, so that's how they wrote the movie, or there was a part of him that didn't really want to stab her because I think he could have if he really wanted to. Because he loves her. Well, the idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she finally, she gets, uh, gets up to the vent, um, and or she gets out and uses the uh the f like the ice or she like freezes the lock which it's he had something taught, he taught her yeah which is something he had taught her and finally gets outside is like looking around she sees the birds and she's like okay maybe the air isn't that contaminated which i'm like duh yeah we knew this the air yeah. is fine you're gonna see people like at the grocery store if you get in your truck yeah this is how i'm feeling like yeah. She's just, I'm, I'm thinking she's just got to get out of there because yeah. he knows the air is not contaminated and he's going to run after her yeah. any second is yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. So she finally takes that mask off, takes a deep breath and she kind of smiles. Like, I think she was like, I knew it wasn't real. Yeah. And then. And then. <laughs> aliens. 
then a flash of light, just like it was described, and a, a spaceship. Yeah. And she goes, what does she say? She's like, she gets on the truck on the hood of it to sort of look over the field. And she's like, gotta be kidding me. Or, yeah. Oh, fuck. Like, she says something. And you're kind of saying the same thing. Yeah. Like, really? It's like, you gotta be fucking like, kidding Seriously? Me. And then, yeah. She tries to get in, in another car because the truck has no keys. And she sets off an alarm and the aliens come after her. And yeah. now... It's an alien movie all yeah. of a sudden. Well, and also they, so the, at first the alien ship drops down that little alien. Well, big alien, but relative little, to the ship. It's relative to the ship <laughs> and that it's the butthole alien. And it, it starts like hunting her down a little bit and like trying to catch her. She is a, like uses the, the beeper on the car to get the alien to go away. So she gets out. She starts escaping. She starts sprinting and trying to outrun an alien. Well, she starts sprinting. I immediately say, you have no information on how fast yeah. an alien is. <laughs> if you see another person, sure, you have a good shot at maybe running faster than them. If you yeah. see a leopard, you have no chance. Yeah. But an alien, you have a question mark chance. Yeah, you have no uh, idea. So she's really putting a lot of energy into it, and it obviously catches yeah. up. And then she shows up at the house and, like, screams out to the house like someone's going to be in there to save her and then giant ship or giant alien or ship alien or whatever the hell that thing was yeah comes up from the other side she runs she gets into the car starts to put the the actual gas gas. out yeah the gas then it becomes a commercial for duct tape so Mm -hmm. she's wearing this hazmat suit but she's taking the the helmet that she's homemade she puts it back on and she starts duct taping around she's like refasting the duct tape on any area that's been punctured and you're like Alien attack has got nothing on duct tape. Like, mm. this is an advertisement for duct tape. Yeah. Which everyone loves duct tape. Yeah, you gotta love duct tape. Yeah. Well, it's... Duct tape is... It has a lot of uses. Just like Gorilla Tape. What's the difference between duct tape and Gorilla Tape? Do you have any idea? I'm not gonna go there. Not gonna go there? No. <laughs> I'm just gonna stop you right, <laughs> all right there. All right. It's We're not, not my uh, area. One's black, one's gray. That's yeah, Duct tape comes in all sorts of colors. You've never made a rainbow duct tape wallet? No, I haven't. Maybe we'll do that next weekend. All right, we can do that. Um, <laughs> and so she gets into the car. The big alien grabs her, pulls her up, and then she is like, oh, great. Like, I'm going to die. Oh, no. Molotov cocktail. And she, she's going to, she waits. So she sees like a, yeah, yeah. A, bottle, a half a bottle of whiskey, some maps, and a lighter. Yeah. And she knows how to just make a quick bomb which really bothered me because that's a hard, I don't know. That's a hard one Yeah, to just know how to do. Well, I mean the whole idea of a Molotov cocktail isn't that unknown. Like you have like alcohol, you have some sort of paper and a lighter, like, and then when you throw it and yeah, the bottle breaks, it explodes. However, when she threw it, she, first of all, number one, she times (laughs) it perfectly. So this, this thing is, a little bit. Now, this giant alien, you know, is way above her head. Maybe, like, half a soccer field, like, away. This, yeah. this whole scene. And now now this alien's a little bit more vaginal. It's, like, <laughs> pulsating in and out. It's the most ridiculous thing. We've gone you, from butthole to vaginal. It, I, I don't... I really need to know where the inspiration came from yes. for these aliens. However, I don't really need to know because I see yes. what the inspiration Porn. was. Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's going like opening, closing. So she times it perfectly, like half a soccer field away. And then she hucks it and it opens and it goes like through a bottle sized hole. And you're like, okay, so she's got an incredible arm. Yeah. She's like incredible accurate. QB1, quarterback <laughs> of the damn year. She made, and then all of a sudden it explodes like the biggest explosion you've ever seen. Yeah. So big. And I'm just like, that, that was a, like a fifth, a yeah. fi- half a fifth of whiskey. And like one page of a map. And you're telling me that that explodes. Like maybe there was something in the alien that made it like blow up even bigger. What? Yeah. Or maybe the alien like, was an alcoholic. And yeah. And so it just hit its blood. It just straight hit it, right? Like, <laughs> it was just done. Like a big explosion. Yeah. So huge uh, explosion. Yeah. Uh, and then I asked Harrison right then and there. I said, did she just save the world? No. Yeah. Yeah. She Curious. did not save the world. <laughs> that was one giant alien. There's probably like one in every town yeah. taking over the world right yeah. now. And I like how you refer to me in, in the third person there. What? You could have just said you. Well, I'm sure everybody <laughs> knows what's going on. Um, 
And so then she gets in the car finally, which you were like, if that car drives, <laughs> I'm done with this movie. Yeah. Um, but it was the car that wasn't destroyed. It wasn't the truck. So, she got yeah. So car. the reason why I said that is because she's sitting in the truck. She throws the, the bomb. That's what yeah. I'm calling it. And yeah. then she drops really far. Like the car drops and smashes on the ground. She's unscathed. And then when she gets to driving, I go, if this car drives, like I'm done. Yeah. And then Harrison points out she'd actually run over to a sedan that was, you know, yeah. perfectly accessible yeah. and ready to go. Full tank of gas. Yeah. Let's full get tank out of here. Gas. Well, at least some gas. Well, enough gas to get her to Houston. <laughs> you loved that, didn't you? <laughs> Don't get me started. So she's driving on the road and she sees, uh, what was the one, the other town? Baton Rouge. Yeah, you've got Baton Rouge. There's a, you know, Baton Rouge and you've got Houston. So she's driving and she's like, you know, going through the radio. And then all you, all of a sudden you hear, if you're, if you're alive and, and you hear this, you know, go to Baton Rouge for safety. And we're like, cool. She's like, she's going to get safety. However, if you have any combat or medical training, we need your help in Houston. Repeat, like we need your help in Houston. And then all of a sudden she comes to a sign that's like a road, highway sign. Straight ahead, Baton Rouge, left Houston. I think the the thing I think said head north. It didn't say Baton Rouge in Houston. I think it said I, it, head north. The, uh, the sign or the, the sign, radio? The radio. The radio said head north. Towards is, Baton Rouge. No, that she, did, that, she yeah, said Baton Rouge. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Then, yeah, that was a little ridiculous. And then and then I'm like, why are, you don't have combat training. And, yeah. you, and you specifically, when Howard asked you to do stitches, made the most terrified face like you've never done that before yet of course she hucks a fat louie <laughs> and she goes to houston and you're like Great. no idea how much gas she has no idea anything <laughs> doesn't even know how many aliens are in houston i mean i would have been straight shot to yeah. baton rouge yeah. i'm going i'm going <laughs> to safety because i i don't have medical training neither did she no combat training neither did she yeah. why is she going to houston yeah she's really just i think she's got a little adrenaline from like that one like explosion she created. I mean, that that's got to do something to your uh, psyche. Yeah. It's like, all right, I, I can, I'm saving the world now. It's, yeah, it's that's where she's going to go save the world. She's going to go to Houston and just fuck shit up. 10 Cloverfield lane two. 10 Cloverfield lane two. Yeah. I don't even know that what that movie would be. It would just be an, a war, I guess. Yeah. Which look again, I appreciate an alien movie. Or, or let's say a very unrealistic movie if I go into it knowing what's happening. Yeah. I thought this was going to be a very realistic movie because in the beginning I'm thinking to myself, oh, what a cool premise. Like yeah. some crazy doomsday prepper captures a young woman and then convinces her that, you know, she's way better off in his bunker. Yeah. I got thrown by the the turn of unrealistic events. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really did. It's unfortunate. I know. Yeah. It is. However, I am curious if, you know, if you believe in aliens. Do I believe in aliens? Yeah. We're just, going there. Just a little bit. Not Don't go deep. Just curious a little bit. So I was actually, so I, I'm a big extraterrestrial believer. And uh, <laughs> I'm getting a look over here. It's the first time I've heard of this. Like, I, you know, you think you know someone, <laughs> you live in. No, I'm a big believer. And, and I believe it in the sense that. Is this the, a bunker? The universe is so it's it's infinite. It's constantly expanding. It's so big and vast. The idea of us being the only like Earth having the only living life or only uh -huh. yeah, I think that is very unlikely. But I was actually I was listening to uh, a podcast. This podcast, Serial, uh, not Serial, um, Radiolab, and. On Radiolab, there was this uh, episode called Cellmates, and I thought it was going to be about, like, prisons, and I was like, oh, sweet, but it was about, like, biological cells, and, ah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, that wasn't what I was going in for, but they talked to this one guy, and they were, they, it was a scientist, and they were like, so, is there extraterrestrial life? Like, what is your belief on it? And, he, and the guy was like, so the odds of what happened on Earth to happen are basically infinity to one. Like it, it was pretty much impossible for what to happen because there were there are these cells, and basically at one point they'd been living for billions and trillions of years, just like these cells, and then all of a sudden they decided to combine, and then 
combine again and again and again. That's how life was created. Mm -hmm. And he said the idea of like living cells on other planets in this universe, he's like, there is no doubt in my mind that that is. But have they combined? But the odds of them combining is very unlikely Mm -hmm. and almost pretty much impossible. Like what happened here is impossible, but it happened. So it happening again, true, it's infinitely vast. And then he also said, but to get to the point of like humans and the, the intelligence level that we have as a species and that other animals have, like take a while, it would take a while and it would be be my problem. It's not going to be your problem. Not going to be anybody listening to this podcast problem. Yeah. And then there's the whole concept of why, like these alien movies where aliens come and they attack us. It's like, why would they give a fuck? Like, why would they care that much? Why to, like, would they come? know about us either? That you know too, yeah. Like, we, like you said, it, you know, it's so vast. If there was something out there, we we don't know about it. It goes both ways. Yeah. And that's, ju- I mean, let's put it this way. If they do come to the surface and they find our movies, they're definitely going to get some ideas. Because yeah. they're like, why have they been talking shit about yeah. us? All this time, making these movies, we've done. We weren't even around yet. We haven't done anything. Yeah, what's like, what's their problem? What's going on? Then you've got some attacks. So, really, yeah. kind of our our bad on that. Yeah. One. Well, and you also <laughs> have to think like, if we were to go to another planet and find living life, we would just want to have information and gather information. And it would be scientists. It wouldn't be like in, in astronauts. It wouldn't be like our military going to these other planets to just like destroy them. No, that wouldn't be what we would do. So why the hell would they want to come to us and destroy us? So that whole concept of like these aliens that are super dangerous. That's just like a yeah. and, fun movie thing. Yeah. And, and then there's like the whole concept. I believe that people think they have seen UFOs. Like I know people claim to have seen them and things of that nature. But a UFO is just an unidentified flying object. It doesn't mean that it's an alien ship. So, and a lot of these happen in like the middle of nowhere and and, like in the woods up in like the Adirondacks is a big place, like kind of near where you, you grew up is sort of a place where people see these kinds of things, which I'm just bored. Yeah. Do you have any friends who have seen UFOs or claim? No, not, (laughs) not, not, not high. Okay, yeah. but high, maybe. Maybe high, or like, yeah, for sure. And and again, like, you know, you spend all summer hanging out under the stars, you're bound to, to claim you see something, yeah. and that's, you know. See a shooting star, and you're like, Alien. Sure, you're like, there we go. Yeah. But, I and I think the, the other question, you know, just to not go too deep into the alien thing, is your thoughts on doomsday preppers. Doomsday preppers? Yeah. Um, In what way? My thoughts just... What comes to mind, like for you, you think, oh, that person's crazy, or I kind of get it, but no, I'm not really going to go for it. You know, what, like, what are your thoughts on it? I think, honestly, if it was a situation where it was a doomsday, we'd all be fucked, regardless of bunker. Yeah, and then I think it goes (laughs) down to, like, the reason why I sleep at night knowing I've got no plan and I'm cool with it is that what what type of, you know, what quality of life is that, honestly? Like, based on the life we have now, walking to the park, being social that I mean life is as good as your relationships yeah. you know you go underground yeah you might be alive but if everything else is gone I mean I don't think I need a bunker yeah. honestly no but yeah. aren't there like billionaire doomsday preppers absolutely yeah yeah there's an article on it and there's you know a big underground it was a military bunker that was converted into a million dollar condos with common area with indoor pool with all of all of these things and you can look it up and then because people spent millions of dollars on it in the article i think the developer or the owner of before he sold them each unit off was talking about how people have actually been taking like little vacations away from their life because you know they spent so much money that they need to kind of go use it so they bring their families and they they just kind of hang out for a week and kind of get away and yeah, it sounds horrible. Yeah. Like no fresh air, nothing. I mean, that it sounds horrible even for a week. So, yeah. well, and no perishable nice food. Like exactly. perishable food is the best. You take food. a vacation away from like fresh vegetables. It sounds awful. Yeah. Normally, you go on vacation to have like more fresh vegetables, like, <laughs> not less. Yeah, <laughs> but for sure. Yeah. So yeah, no, no, no type of life I'd want, honestly. No, and you would just go stir crazy. Smell musty, and yeah. I don't want it. 
We do a ton of podcasting now. It would be really fun. It would get weird though. You'd yeah. start out like a little bit more clear, a little like more lucid, and then yeah. by the end you're just like It'd be saying the weirdest shit. Yeah, which <laughs> like would be your mind awesome. is just off. Yeah. yeah, it'd be awesome though if you came out of the bunker and then released those tapes. If like it was like, oh no, everything's cool again. Everyone come out of their bunkers. Like, check out this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really cool. It'd be interesting. You could you should make a movie about that. All right, I'll see if I could do that. So, uh, end of the podcast rating of the movie. Does it stick with a, what was the six, eight? Isn't that yeah. what you gave? Is it stick there? Does it go lower? Does it go higher? Where does it go? I feel like I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed this whole process, but we literally have just been bashing the movie. So my mind is in a negative place right okay. now. So I don't want to you know, let that drive me. So I think I'm just going to hold steady. Because if I go lower, definitely not going higher. And if I go lower, it's just going to be this negative energy that we've created around this movie. Yeah. Poor, poor guys. Poor guys. Good. I'm sure they're fine. <laughs> um, I'm going to go down to a 6.9 because it's funny. And also I, it needs to be less because we have been just sitting here. I know. Bashing this I know. movie. <laughs> um, I, I think I would have liked it better if like she got out and, and, and she, I, I really was picturing her like running into a public place, like expecting everybody to be dead or panicked. And like <laughs> you hear just like that mundane grocery store music and people like checking out and she's wearing this homemade yeah. mask and like, <laughs> like yeah. that's what I wanted. I, okay. I wanted that. I, I didn't want him to be right. Yeah. About the state of the world. Yeah. I think with these types of movies, I don't like, and it's a lot of things with like horror movies. It's like how the, and, and in a horror movie, like the classic is like the virgin girl, like escapes at the end, pure, like, or whatever. And then she's like tarnished or whatever. Like that whole, like the, the main character will escape and everything ends on a happy note, yeah. which is kind of like how this ended. I like movies where they lose. Like I, I'm a big like, and the did you ever see the movie Drag Me to Hell? No. So it it had sort of like that ending where it was like oh and uh, everything's all happy at the end. She escapes. She's at the train station, and then the train's about to come, and then all of a sudden hell opens up, and some like crazy devil like grabs her and like pulls her into hell, and the movie ends. And that's I'm like, great. Yeah, I'm like I that's like awesome. That. I like <laughs> that too. Great. I like when the bad guys win in movies. It's something that is people are very scared to do because m most people probably don't have that idea. Yeah. But um, this one, she wins somehow. Um, I have sort a feeling. Of. I, I mean, have a, everyone yeah. she knows is probably yeah. dead from aliens. She doesn't I, really win, but she gets away from her. Yeah, know, and I also have her. a feeling she's going to run out of gas and some aliens are going to kill her on her way to Houston. Yeah, I wish they'd shown it. Yeah, right. would have been great. I agree. Would've All been right. A little bit better. Well, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we'll definitely have to have you on again.